Hello listeners, this is Anissa and you're listening to The Spoiled Yak. Boroma and I recently finished Hospital Playlist, and since my sister Zainab has been watching it with me, we asked her to join us again, this time for a Spoiled Yak. Boroma, Zainab, and I had a great time dissecting the show together, and though some of us had some quibbles, we're all looking forward to the next season. Let us know what you thought of Hospital Playlist. As always, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter at dramasoverflow, Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore podcast, or via email at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. Our blog is at dramasoverflowers.net, and you can also support us on Patreon, or by rating or reviewing us on your favorite podcast app, which is hugely helpful. And now, time to scrub in. Beware the spoilers. everyone this is anisa this is Parma. and today we have a special guest who we've had before on our what's up in drama land but today she's joining us for the spoiled yak zainab my sister say hi hi i'm glad to be back thanks again for having me really excited to be here thanks for coming back I'm excited you're back yay <laughs> yeah i'm glad you guys wanted to have me back after last time <laughs> so. we didn't want to have you back but you're banned from chewing gum <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I don't have access to gum today, so. <laughs> <laughs> I told her to go I in. Like how that's what's stopping her from chewing gum on our podcast. <laughs> okay, so everybody, this point, Yag, we are going to talk about Hospital Playlist, which I, I, I'm going to start by saying I, I just utterly loved. It's one of those dramas which, regardless of flaws, it just... It hit me on all the right spots and I'm just I don't even want to focus on the flaws I loved it I loved it with a kind of like a expansive warm-hearted hug everybody emotion it's not that I loved it with a passion it's that I kind of like feel so very avuncular wait I would have to be an uncle um <laughs> I just, is that what avuncular means <laughs> <laughs> Can you be a want killer? Aunties don't have the best reputation. Oh, that's that's true. So. <laughs> but I feel I feel very you know slightly slightly protective towards it, and as if like it's a special baby, mm-hmm. and I need to yeah. So so <laughs> we created a doc right before starting this podcast, and Zeno and Anisa put their points in, and I went in there and I was like, well, okay. I'm expected to be objective here and I don't think I can be. You don't need to be objective. Just feel what you feel. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, so I got my feelings out. So how did you guys enjoy the drama? Then if you go first. Um, no, I did like it. Especially in the beginning, I definitely really liked it. Um, but I think especially the last two episodes, I just... I think partially it was just so long and then I I just feel like it, it wasn't as good towards the end and I feel like the ending kind of ruined it for me. But I did like it in the beginning. Zenab, did it feel like, because we know that there is a second season coming, did the ending feel abrupt to you or as if the story had been cut in half and not quite finished? Partially, but I think the entire last couple of episodes, when I talk about the ending, like the the last couple of episodes, I just didn't really like that much. Um, I just felt like they didn't fit with the drama that well. Or I don't know. I think it was just kind of like a progressive thing where I liked every episode less and less. Um, exactly. Zainab, you like to watch uh, medical dramas, right? Like 
but you watch American medical dramas more. H- how does that kind of contextualize your experience watching this drama? Yeah, I watch like bad American medical shows. Like, <laughs> not like, yeah, I mean, are there any good ones? I guess, I don't know. I guess they're a lot more dramatic. This was a lot more like slice of life, daily kind of um, yeah. struggles rather than like, we're in the ER, yeah, it, people it are dying, kind of. No Grey's Anatomy, that's for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's probably the thing that I liked the most about this show is that, I mean, you all know that I like Slice of Life and it's one of my favorite genres. And so that's what I really love about this team, this director writer team who also did the Reply series. And like, I don't think that he worked with this director, worked with this writer on Prison Playbook, but he did do Prison Playbook and it's kind of in the same series, although I didn't watch that. But that's what he does. Like, that's what they do is they create these, like, really warm, loving, like, second found families that are of friends that are just, like, they have these beautiful relationships that feel very everyday and relatable and, like, warm. I think that's, like, the main, my main takeaway is that it's warm. That's the word that I'm going with. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel that after watching three or four dramas from this team, I am, there are, certain things about their style, like certain drawbacks of their style that like I didn't notice the first time and it really wasn't as bothered by it the second time. But like now on my third or fourth drama, I am starting to like lose a little bit of patience with. I mean, every director and every writer kind of has their style. So I don't want to like say that it's bad. I think it's just doesn't work as well for me. Um, And I think the thing about it is that I find that a lot of times, and I think I probably mentioned this before, so I'm not going to go like on and on about it, but I just find that like I feel like sometimes they focus so much on subverting the the viewer's expectations or like oh. doing the thing that they don't expect to happen and being like, aha, gotcha, that it kind of undercuts the actual story that they're trying to tell, which oftentimes is like beautiful and really nice and well done. And then at that last moment, they're just like, oh, gotcha. You thought I was going to do that, didn't you? And then like sometimes they do that. And then they're like later, they're like, actually, I was going to do this. Ha. Huh? But I didn't do it at the time that you thought I was going to do it. Huh? <laughs> and then you're just like, OK, but like. Stop playing mind games. Right, exactly. Like, it was like that with Reply 97 and 94, too, with, like, the whole who's going to be the husband. And, like, you don't really care by a certain point because you love the characters so much that you don't mind being able to predict what's going to happen because that's that's not what's so great about this writing team and directing team. It's not that they shock you and surprise you because they don't, but it's, like, the warmth of the relationships and, like, the small details of life and how, like, devastating and, like, triumphant they can be even though they're not like super dramatic like that's what they do well so I just kind of lost my patience with that and I think that partly Mm -hmm. ties into the ending too it's like why did we have to push all of the romantic stuff right at the end because they didn't want us to know who's going to end up together like is that the only reason Uh, yeah I completely agreed I I think it was deliberately done so that we didn't start the pairing of characters at least till the halfway mark. I think it was uh, first in episode 9 or 10 that they gave serious indication that uh, Ingjun and Songha had any kind of, you know, like not that they had a history, they were giving hints of a history mildly, but that they have current day chemistry. And that we didn't get before that. The problem with Jang Won's romantic arc with uh, Yeol is that he didn't show any actual interest in her that the audience could see like a developing interest 
until what the last episode where in flashback you're showing us a series of situations where he he actually did care about her but we missed it or it was not shown to us and in the weekend drama report that we did um, i compared it with the daddy long legs trope of finding out that your true love loves you after all and uh, it that is exactly the feeling it gave me because it was shot nicely and sweetly and and then the confession scene was really nicely done but later on when i was thinking back on it i wasn't really satisfied and i'm really hoping that the next season fleshes out their relationship a bit because she worships this guy and i'm a little worried about the dynamics of their relationship um what you were saying before about the what do you call it romantic parents yeah about um so i think that's like the part of the drama i liked not the least but um definitely like when you were talking about the like warm feelings of the all of them together and stuff. I definitely like the not necessarily the romantic relationships, but the relationship between all the friends and like everyone else in the drama, like the interactions between the characters of the drama the most. I think the part that I liked the least, and I know I talked to you about this up you was um the like patient stories, especially towards the end, I feel like they got really monotonous. There were definitely some that felt like heartwarming, but there were some where I was just like I just feel like they're just sitting here explaining stuff to patients, which I know is a lot of what doctors do, but it just felt like they could have definitely cut down on it. Um a few of the cases felt a bit repetitive, like it seemed mm-hmm. yeah. these cases in mm-hmm. previous episodes. Yeah. Yeah, like we didn't need all five of them to have like a a patient story in the last episode. We could have had like three people <laughs> and have other people dealing with like the personal stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I didn't really like the way the last episode was split up just because I felt like they dealt with all the patient stories and then moved on to all the romantic stories. And I get that was for suspense or whatever, but I just feel like it would have made more sense in like a storytelling point of from a storytelling point of view to kind of split that up a little bit and made it more interesting to the viewer just cuz I felt like we were just sitting there for the first half of the episode which was already far too long just like trudging through the first part and then Hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it made the the ending less satisfying as well. Um and also because I wasn't necessarily like that interested in anyone's love story. I feel like not everyone needs a love story. I and I feel like this drama especially it was it should have been focused on the friendship and I feel like we didn't get many friendship moments in the last episode mm-hmm. apart from like the the mandatory like playing in a band <laughs> scenes which I also felt like were kind of just like throw-ins. Yeah. They didn't really end up tying into anything. So there was a yeah. I think there was like a really big nostalgia factor with the band that is kind of to do with the age group that this drama is mainly centered toward because it's like the school the this music that they would have loved when they were in like high school and college. And so I think they were like gotcha. able to like okay. self-indulgently have like 8 minutes of it probably wasn't 8 minutes but it felt like 8 minutes of them just like playing this really famous song from like 19 99 or whatever which is like I- I'm sure that most people don't mind cuz that's like a song from their youth um but there is a little yeah. bit of that like a little bit of that indulgence there that- I will give you that in the latter half of the drama I was skipping over a lot of the band sessions even though there were montages happening so you had a bit of the story weaved in I just I was like yes this song is nice I have heard good songs before let's move on with the story <laughs> yeah about Jungwon and Kyul I agree that it wasn't really set up well in the sense of that like everybody suddenly in episode 12 was like I know you have feelings for this girl it's because I know you and the viewers like what 
Why? I don't understand. Like, this guy is so opaque. You never know what he's thinking. All you do, like, is know that he's, like, basically a saint walking on Earth. Um, yeah. He's, like, too much. perfect. At least the other characters, I mean, they're all really good people. But, you know, like, they have their quirks. They have their sort of flaws or, you know, what the show wants you to believe are flaws, even though they don't really have any flaws. But that's fine. I love them all. It doesn't matter. But he is just... He doesn't... You never really know what he's yeah. thinking. But then, like... Mm-hmm. they kind of try to get out of that by his friends like always knowing what he's thinking but you still have to like do the work <laughs> of storytelling um and i also was made a little bit uneasy by the fact that okay so he makes the choice not to be a priest which is something that we've been told he's been wanting to do his whole life and there's literally no explanation like even the explanation we got Songha gives it he doesn't actually say anything and then when Kyo comes in and says can you stay by my side instead of God's? I was like, do you have to choose? Like, can't you still, like, be a religious person, even if you decide not to be a priest? But nope, he, like, empties his drawer. He takes out all of his um, rosaries. So that was a little strange. Like, does it have to be all or nothing? I don't know. I That, that made me feel a little weird, to be honest. Yeah. I just feel like I had problems with his whole, with everything. He was too good, and there was really no explanation for why he wanted to be... A priest in the first place and like I think I told Oppie this earlier but I just feel like he if it had been something I, I just wish he hadn't chosen not to be a priest because of Joel like because of the girl I feel like it could have he could have come to the realization or something like if he wanted if the reason he wanted which we were never given the reason for why he wanted to be a priest but if the reason he wanted to be a priest was to help people um, and like do good work and whatever it could have he could have decided he could do a better job of that as a doctor because being a doctor is clearly something that he really likes and you can tell like his friends can always tell when he's saved a patient because he's in such a good mood like he was really happy interacting with all the kids and the patients the parents so it could have been something like that and then also he, it, like the additional advantage of Gil. Hmm. that sounds really weird to but, put it that way but know, that's exactly how i i did see the last episode the last few episodes where he was he seemed very convinced that he wanted to be a priest and honestly for most of the drama i was like dude wants to be a priest let him be a priest man he yeah. wants it really badly i don't understand why but then i i'm not a religious person he must have his reasons right he has wanted it all his life let him be a priest i thought the entire struggle was going to be like he's going to have other things that he also wants to do, but he chooses to be a priest. I mean, I don't really mind where it ended up. I wish they had started his change of heart a little earlier because unlike you guys, I actually did think that it was the last few cases where he dealt with, you know, kids and their families that changed his mind because he spoke to his uh, boss, manager, director, super, I don't Mm. know what, the, the suited guy in the office. Um, and he was like, well, you're the only pediatric surgeon we have. Do you know how many we have in this entire country? There's like just a handful. If you leave, how are we going to... Uh, we won't have another pediatric surgeon in the, in this hospital. They'll have... So that's like... And honestly, if I was to weigh these two things, there are a gazillion priests in the world. Mm. I'm sure they're doing great work. But he is especially needed in this field. I mean, I don't really, I might not be able to understand what God's work is, but if it's to help people, as Zeno pointed out, what he was doing right then was helping people directly and in a way that others couldn't. So I wish that realization had come upon him 
a little earlier in the drama because I think they did it too fast and because the most impactful scene in the last episode was the one with Gyol, the impression most people got was, oh, well, he's in love with Gyol, that's why he gave up being a priest, which is what I don't think that was, that is what the show was going for at all. But unfortunately, they compressed the entire change of heart thing into the last episode and that completely ruined his reasoning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to have a last episode, which is like practically two hours, you could fit in a little <laughs> more time for him to have like more of a more of like a moment. Like with the one with Songhua, where she was like, I, the choice you've made is right. There could, that could have been a longer moment where he actually like said what his choice was or like expanded yeah. on his feeling. He finally like explained himself. Kind of like the moment the cardiothoracic surgeon Junwan, right? Mm. When he was talking to his resident about, and his resident was telling him like, this is my, my struggle was like, I was good at studying, but I wasn't good with patients. And like, he kind of explained himself, which made me like him a lot better and kind of like explained what he was kind of, why he was the way he was during most of the drama. I feel like it would have been nice to have a moment like that with Junwan, but. It would have made him a little more human because Mm -hmm. dude is so perfect and it's, it's maddening to have a character whose thought process you don't understand at all yeah and who refuses to own up to any doubts or show that he's you know actually struggling he he didn't show his struggle with his feelings to his friends they read his mind because they're mind readers (laughs) but he didn't actually show his struggle to his friends so we never got to see it and yeah exactly so yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with his character in the next season. They seem to have completely wrapped up this entire line. So I don't know if they would even bother going into it again. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I am a little dissatisfied with how it was resolved. Despite the very cute confession scene, throwback to early romance novels that <laughs> I have read. And I was like, oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you guys think about the Agent Songhua? Uh, pairing. I mean, it came in late into the game. Were you guys convinced? Did you like the chemistry? What? What's your thought? Why don't you go first, Zainab? Um, Yeah, I wasn't convinced. <laughs> you weren't convinced? Uh, yeah, I could. I mean, I was convinced that he liked her. I just wasn't convinced that they'd be good together, that she liked him. I also just really liked the friendship of all of them. I feel like they didn't really need to have a romance. Yeah, And okay. yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, also, that's Soma really seems I... so happy with her life and her yeah. camping and her work. I mean, I at this point, like, because we have been checking in on their quote-unquote daily lives as doctors for, what was it, 13, 14 weeks, it almost feels like a relationship would be an intrusion in her life. She's already got a lot going and she's very happy with herself. Yeah. It's not that I wasn't convinced and I actually don't mind it um, because it's more mm-hmm. like I love the two of them individually so much that if yeah. they decide that they want to be together, like, who am I to say anything? I know they're fictional characters, but, like, <laughs> they feel real to me at this point. And also, like, can I just say how much I love Ikjun for a second? Like, he oh, is so... Oh, uh, Like, he's my, he's definitely my favorite <laughs> character, but he's just so... I mean, Jo Jung's, like, always brings this energy and liveliness and funniness and, like, that... Like, that part... Like, I don't even know why he was doing it, but the part where he, like, comes and... Like, he suddenly starts announcing as if he's in the subway. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, I love him. And then Zainab was like, that's me. And she does. She does do that. Sorry to call <laughs> you out, Zainab. But he's so funny and vulnerable at the same time. Also, like, him and Uju are just... Ah. 
So cute. Did you guys see the uh, behind the scenes clips? Any of them? Because he he literally he actually goes like he loses his mind when Uju is being cute, <sighs> even behind the scenes. <laughs> I have not, but I'm gonna go watch them now. That's so cute. But uh, I th- I think the thing that kind of convinced me that they could be like going back to the the romantic pair. I think the thing that convinced me that they could like work well together is yeah. that scene where Uju gets sick. And then he and, and he calls her and she comes and it was like very calm and you're mm. just you can just see like the depth of trust and understanding they have between them and like yeah. I'm cool with that like not everybody has to have a romance that's like for the ages that like sweeps you off your feet like some people don't want that and yeah. Songwa is a very practical and matter of fact person and Ikjun has been through like a pretty traumatic divorce not that recently so. He probably, I mean, I probably, they think they both could just be happy with like a calm and, and real relationship with somebody that they really trust and who knows, like they know is always going to be on their side. So, you know, that's fine. I wish we had gotten a resolution of that, but I guess that's like, see you in the next season, make sure you come back kind of thing, which whatever. That's not what I come to my K-dramas for, but okay. <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing now. Uh, yeah, we have to adapt to this new world and it's, uh, the yeah. old was better. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I miss my one season complete completed arc type of thing shows. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the final two couples were Iksun and, uh, what was his name? Junwan. Dang it. Hold on. Junwan. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I really enjoyed Junwan. Yes. I mean, I, yes, he was a grumpy ass doctor and not very pleasant at many points but within the friends group Junwan was he was amazing I really liked his chemistry especially with Songwa which is one of the I think that was a red herring they used in the beginning where Junwan was he seemed to be Songwa's best friend and it seemed to be like an OTP in development and then they suddenly swung left with that when he fell for Iksun or showed that he already had a crush on Iksun and um, okay I mean, I'm okay with them. They're cute. I don't have any super deep feelings about that pet. So, what you guys got? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I agree with you 100%. I, they were fine. There was nothing wrong mm. with them. Yeah, both actors wrong. did a good yeah. job. I think you're right mm-hmm. about the, the chemistry between the two actors that whose names I cannot remember right now. John Mido <laughs> and... Uh, whoever plays Jun Wan. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit myself for this later, but I can't remember his name. Jung Kyung Ho. Uh Jung Kyung Ho. Yeah. They have a lot of chemistry, so it was like, oh, are these two just friends? But th- I think that was just like the actor's chemistry and it wasn't it was an yeah. accident, you know? <laughs> so that that sometimes happens, honestly. So that kind of threw me off in the beginning too, but his story with Ixon was fine. And he as a character was great. Like everything about his character was great. Yeah, I just loved how him and Songwa would always eat all the food. That was so funny. <laughs> that was the best I, running I, joke. That was so good, yeah. And one of my favorite scenes was that moment when the both of them were thrown out because Ikjun and uh, Junwan, no, not Junwan, uh, Ikjun and uh, uh, Jungwan were kind of like setting up the table and they didn't want the two of them to finish up the food so they were like quickly stuffing their mouth before letting the other two in. <laughs> <laughs> That was very great. Hey, that was good. Okay, and our final couple, uh, sort of couple, <laughs> was uh, Sukhwang and uh, Mina. Mina, was it? That was Mina. Mina, right? yeah. Mina? Minha. Minha. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was, I, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Minha just because she's just so, she's so 
torn up about her. Yeah, I mean, like she has so much more spirit than Keol. She doesn't exactly deify her crush. She sees the bad side of him. She feels it when he's ignoring his responsibility towards her as his staff. I just thought that they had way more going in terms of interaction and actual relationship development. But um, the thing is that towards the end, when uh, Sukhwang uh, tells Ikjun, I think, that he seriously doesn't want to be in a relationship. He's been through a marriage. He just doesn't want to be in a relationship. He kind of sounded like he meant it. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, they, the show creators might change this. He apparently has some secret awful thing going on. I don't know what is going on with that last message that he got from his ex-wife. But uh, I mean, I've, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts? I feel like that's a, that's a story that's going to happen next season. Like I, I'm kind of, I feel like they probably will eventually happen, but I think he's not ready. And I kind of get that he's not ready with like everything that just happened with his dad and his mom. And, um, but I, I really like her. She's like so awkward and she just like puts herself out there with like her fake tan and her, the way she just like <laughs> green eyeshadow. Yeah. Her green eyeshadow. She like wears her heart on her sleeve. And, like she has such a great relationship with like the nurses and I like her a lot. Yeah. So I'm rooting yeah. for her. And also, I think I, I loved her confession the best. The car confession that she did. And she was like, well, do, please don't act like this didn't happen <laughs> tomorrow. And then she just got out. And I mean, that was just, yeah, I mean, so brave. She's yeah. very brave. And w- to contrast her with somebody else who really started annoying me in the second half of the drama, like she <laughs> is brave and she puts herself out there. But then like she still really respects the feelings and the space yeah. of the other person. Whereas like Chi Hong, who is the resident with the crush on Songhua, like he was really nice oh. at first but then like after he confessed to her and she rejected him what was that whole thing where he was like started grilling Ikjun about his feelings about her at like the company dinner and then like later on when it was his birthday and he was like can I speak Pan to you just once and she's like and he's like I will be res- like I won't cross the line and then he like totally crosses the line by like reaching over like grabbing her shoulder I was like dude what are you doing and then she's like I'm leaving to go somewhere else, which, like, I wasn't 100% sure that she wasn't doing it to get away from his awkward feelings. He's like, I'm gonna follow you. She's like, no, don't follow me. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do with my life. I was like, oh my god, dude. Oh, I know. What are you I doing? Know, I know, I kind of agree. I agree. Dude cannot take a no. <laughs> Unfortunately, Drama World has kind of trained us to view these characters as, quote-unquote, persistent instead of obsessive. <laughs> oh, so problematic. But, uh, no, I agree. I really, I, I mean, I can see in every, like they play romantic music in the background or, you know, like one of those soft music in the background, soft tracks. But Songhua just seems terribly uncomfortable in all of these situations. She just wishes he wouldn't keep bringing this stuff up. Mm-hmm. I like this in one one of the uh, scenes. He's like, so, you know, would you go and have dinner with me? And she's like, no. And he's like, because you're uncomfortable with me, she's like, because I'm afraid you're going to make things uncomfortable. And then he does. He does. And then he does. Every yes, time. I think I wouldn't have as much of an issue with it because, like, obviously this is very realistic. Like, guys do this all the time. Um, yeah. But like you said, they play the romantic music and then they have all these flashbacks at the end about his crush on her as though, like, we're supposed to, like, feel sorry for him. I was like, I don't feel sorry for you. Not anymore. <laughs> like, why is the drama is trying to, like, make him out to be a hero? I wish that we yeah. had gotten um, Songhua's feelings prioritized a little bit more in those interactions by the production mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And the way yeah. it was framed. I agree. 
Also, does everyone does everyone fall in love at first sight? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what? First sight, first rubber band. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, I agree with Zainab. I kind of wish some of these friends weren't getting paired up with their true loves. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's I another couple. Like, there's another couple. Oh. There's the resident, the two residents who work with Songhua. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, oh, I just yeah. thought they were friends. What was that sudden last minute? I thought it was just a running joke in the background about them pairing up. No, no, he asks, really? her, he asks her, he confesses his feelings, then yeah. he asks her out, yeah. I, I feel like it oh. would have been so much funny if, so much funnier if they had, if like, if they did want to go the romantic route, they could have just been dating for a long time. That would have been funnier. I rather agree. than I agree. just yeah the yeah. Confession. Been revealed in the last episode that they had been you know dating their entire time yeah. so it wasn't actually a joke it was real and everybody would have been surprised that would have been good. that yeah. would have been good yeah yeah because i like that moment uh during the work lunch thing that they were having where these two finally were like yeah yeah we're dating we're dating everybody was like ha 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 and they're like yeah, yeah we don't believe you and then i was like what if they actually are wouldn't that be great but it wasn't it wasn't the case yeah yeah Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Um, like speaking of the work like dinners and the work the wishics, um, a lot of those made me very uncomfortable. That was just like one of the many things that made me that I just like really didn't like. Just like small things, but how um nosy everyone was, like how involved how much like about their love lives, how nosy they were about their love lives. That just made me very uncomfortable. Maybe that's I think that is like partially a cultural thing, but also you don't need to like peer pressure everyone into revealing their like feelings and yeah, as as a viewer, I was just like feeling very uncomfortable, very secondhand <laughs> uncomfortable. <clears throat> I mean I think it is a cultural difference, but I also feel like a lot of Koreans don't like this as well. And so a lot of companies have recently either stopped having these kind of work dinners or like restricted them or they become like it can lead to a lot of things like you know it can it can provide a, an area for people to harass, harass others yeah and there's a lot of like you know like we talked about cop where like the the older employees and the more senior employees can like sort of peer pressure the younger employees into like singing and dancing and doing things that really make them uncomfortable so like it is a cultural difference but i also feel like it's not one of those things where you can like blanket be like, oh, well, Koreans just are like that. It's just some people really, really don't like it and they don't. Yeah. And they're trying to change the culture. Do you guys remember that moment in the uh, conference room when Ikjun was ha- uh, yeah, having uh, staff lunch with other doctors and this junior resident, I think, had brought in the food and one of the senior doctors was complaining about the food and Ikjun shut the doctor down. But in general, because our our doctor protagonists are saints, all of them. They are wonderful, they are fantastic, they are brilliant doctors, and they're saints. But uh, usually nobody would be able to speak up because you don't want to disturb the dynamic, you know, between co-workers. So they would just let the bullying happen. That that is how staff dinners usually work. But in our feel-good world, nothing bad ever happens. And if anybody is misbehaving, our protagonist doctors will set them right because they're superheroes. All of them. So it didn't bug me exactly. I kind of uh, liked the halcyon bubble that it cast over the entire hospital. I knew perfectly well that it was unrealistic. It's kind of like super, super wishful thinking. It's like... <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard, Zena? <laughs> but uh, is that your dog? In the- <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, he's just sitting there. I didn't even notice. 
That's Oli. Um, she's a girl. She got shy. Oh, sorry. My brother got chicks, and we all call them he, even though they're all girls. <laughs> My dad yeah. was like, "Don't pick him up." <laughs> yeah. But you guys did. Yeah. He's got derailed. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> It's okay. There usually there's usually one animal related de- derailment in every recording. So that's true. Okay. Um. What are our final points, guys? Final points. Why don't we go first, and then since you love this drama the most, you should have the final thoughts on on the whole thing. I agree. <laughs> okay, so my final thoughts are: this was an it was a pretty enjoyable watch. I do also feel that I enjoyed the first half more than the second half, but the main feeling I have is just of warmth. I mean, I would have appreciated if they hire. I, I would like them to hire a, an editor that's slightly more ruthless for season two because. These episodes are too long, in my opinion. But I know that I might. I know that not everybody feels that way. So you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. to each their own. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I love these. I, I think. I think the best thing about this, other than the writing, is the cast. I think they got extremely fortunate to have this amazing cast of these main five actors, um, and they have like great chemistry. And so it's just like a group of people that you just want to keep seeing. I'm definitely coming back to watch season two. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. I my favorite part was definitely the characters, um, and I wish we'd gotten to see more of them and maybe less of the uh, the patients. I mean, not that the patients are they were fine as well, but um, yeah. And I did like it. It was it did really give you like a nice feeling of warmth, and you could it just their the main friendship just seemed so organic and uh, natural. So that was really nice to see, and I did like a lot of the side characters as well. And I feel like they did a really nice job in just tying all the characters together while still keeping like having them have their own friendships. That makes sense. Yeah. So, are you gonna watch season two with me? Um, if if you want me to, yeah, I guess. <laughs> we'll see how we're feeling next year. <laughs> <laughs> we're still alive. <laughs> were you gonna say something really apocalyptic? Me? Oh no! I just meant it more in like the. I never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like really hot in my closet. <laughs> sorry, Sam. It's almost over. Okay, my final thoughts would be that uh, I was watching this alongside the King Eternal Monarch, and I was constantly struck by how sparing the cuts were. In hospital playlist, I know that I'm not talking about the length of the episodes. I'm talking about how the scenes were cut from face to face, interaction to interaction. There was some degree of action in every scene, and aside from the what started feeling like absurdly long band sessions, most of the other scenes uh, to do with hospitals and patients, to do with just you know the the parents talking to each other or uh, the friends inter- interacting, just. Every other scene, it was all action to action, dialogue to dialogue, and often the cuts were pretty brutal. It's almost as if like it was cut in the middle of the scene, which I found really abrupt. Like there was no sense of lingering on anything. Which, if you compare it with a drama uh, uh, that's well, a fantasy, yes, but also just it, see the thing is that it to me a drama like The King is way more self indulgent than. Uh, Hospital playlist. Each episode of the King had very little story in it, whereas an hour of Hospital playlist probably told you ten different stories about ten different characters. 
So yeah, I mean, you guys might find seven out of those ten <laughs> unrelated to the main, uh, you know, group and therefore not very interesting. But I just thought the pace kept moving, and I really appreciated that. It was a break for me after watching The King, and uh, <laughs> I just want to yeah, say, like, I mean, <laughs> better than The King is not necessarily really high praise. No, I, I, I do mean when I say that I do, uh, I, I am focusing on the editing. Mm. Because whereas, yes, the lengths, uh, I suppose, were very long for you guys. But it, it was one episode a week. It didn't actually feel that long to me. I mean, an hour, hour and a half episode is still like two 45-minute episodes. Yes, they were showing it in one go. Watch it in. Watch it with a break, man. That's what I did. I watched it throughout the week. I loved it. I think maybe it just worked for me. For, me maybe for us, because Ramadan, we weren't able to watch um, a lot of them as they aired. So we ended up watching a few of them kind of in a row, like a few no. days in a row. No. Which is why. Oh my God, no. Yeah, which is why I think it ended up feeling even longer than it would have if we'd been watching it as it aired. And I think this is a great yeah. drama to watch as it airs. I agree. I would also say exactly the same thing about The King. I don't think it would have been that popular if people were marathoning the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> They would have been like, wait, I saw that thing in the last episode. How how could it possibly be this in the next episode? Logic would have caught up pretty fast. But uh, yeah. Okay, no, we're talking about hospital playlists. And I was just so happy that every week I could check in on these friends and their daily lives. I didn't mind the doctor-patient interactions too much because it was after our interactions with these main characters. And I liked how they approached each of their cases. And even though there was no drama whatsoever about any of these cases, really, most of them ended happily. There was genuinely no tension with most of these you know these cases it, it's not your typical medical drama where every case is life or death and a disease nobody's ever heard of before but this doctor solves it <laughs> that didn't happen mm. it was more about these doctors being very hardworking. i mean ikjun's expertise was credited to him doing hundreds of operations surgeries every year it's literally because he does so many of them that he's so amazing at it. But um, there, there is no but. I, I just loved everything about this drama. And I will take all criticisms. And, um, I, I, you know, it's one of those dramas that you love despite the flaws. Mm. And I just, yeah, it's just a wholesome meal for me. And I would have, I have, I already started rewatching uh, the episodes uh, last week. And I think I got through an, by five. And this time I don't really mind marathoning because I know which scene to skip. Because they get a bit long. But yeah, I'm really, I, I really enjoyed it. And this is something that I'll definitely come back to next year when they release the sequel. Maybe we'll come back and talk about it again as well. <laughs> okay, yay. Maybe we can get Saya to watch it and join us by then. Yeah. All right, Zainab. Okay, yeah, thank you for having me, for bringing me back. I didn't chew any gum this time for anyone who was interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm very appreciative. Oh, no, we are appreciative. We appreciate having your bags set up. Gum or no gum. It's okay, you can chew gum on the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear that? I have permission. Why are you undercutting my authority? <laughs> That's what friends do, Anissa. Yeah, as you can see, Zena brings a lot of joy into my life. So glad I could share that joy with the listeners. Okay, thank you everyone for listening to us talk about hospital playlists. We really enjoyed uh, 
hashing through our loves and complaints about this drama. It definitely left an impact, which is why we did the spoiled act to begin with. Yes, a lot more love than complaints, honestly. Like, this is definitely not one of the dramas where the complaints are like, you know, like some dramas, like you just feel angry for weeks. Yeah, but this is just like, oh, there are things I didn't like. But overall, it was... Like when the weather is fine. Oh my um, gosh, yes. But in general, yeah. it was happy. Happy experience. So Happy experience, yeah. that's true. I guess because it was so good, that's why I had more like... I was more critical of it, I guess. I'm definitely like a big fan of bad TV. So <laughs> it's, it wasn't bad TV is all I'm saying. Okay. That's a valid point. Not yeah. like those bad American medical dramas that you watch. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. You're the one who said it. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, listeners, tell us what you thought about this drama. Leave comments, send us tweets, emails, wherever you can catch us. We are pretty much available everywhere. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Dramas Overflow. You can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, dramasoverflowers underscore podcast. And uh, where else are we? Arisa? And you can find our blog at dramasoverflowers.net. And you yes. can find us personally on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Anissa Khalifa underscore and Paroma. I, I am on Twitter at Festa Foster and Zenob. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be found on Twitter? No, I mean, I think it's at Zenob Khalifa. Okay, okay, we'll tag you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go, yeah. That's fine. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Zenob. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>